Wednesday afternoon. It is Wednesday <laughs> afternoon Yay. in New York City, Harlem specifically. Yay. Yes. Welcome yes. back to the podcast. It has been a whole dang year. It has, but the Dose Cocos are back, and now there's a coconut emoji, which makes it all the more worth the while. Sort so. of our motivation for restarting the podcast once Apple negotiated with us, mm-hmm. um, they cut us the check for yes. the coconut emoji. Yes. We lobbied for the coconut emoji, honestly, yes. so if you have been looking for that for a while, it you can thank us? Yes, yeah. it's been a process, so yeah. thank you to all of our supporters who have endured this process. We're mm-hmm. back on the air. Um, before, if you don't know, this is your first time, we are the Dos Cocos. We are best friends who were once long distance, um, and now we're back together living in the we same live city. down the street from each other. Literally. This is like a lot. It is so cool. But what have we been doing for the last year, I oh guess, gosh. since our last podcast? Suffering. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pretty no. much. It's been a fun year, actually. We both actually got to travel a lot, and we got to go on a couple trips together. I think I went up to New York probably three or four times last it's year. It's so crazy because I remember my 2017 New Year's resolution was really far-fetched, and it was like, I'm going to move to New York City. Uh-huh. And everyone and says that. We Everybody does, right? And my sister had been living in New York city um my boyfriend and i had been so tati and i my main boyfriend um <laughs> we're doing long distance and then my other bay zay had actual been, my yes. actual boyfriend my actual boyfriend um we have been doing long distance for like three years and it was hell and i was just out there in minneapolis really isolated and decided i just so my 2017 year resolution was like get the hell out of here i need to move closer to my people i'm a very family people-oriented type of person. Um, and I said New York, mind you, both Tati and I, in the beginning of 2017, were like, screw New York, it's so dirty. No, I remember, like, our first trip to New York, we, we went on a trip to the Poconos Mountains, and we all, like, had this cabin, and that was really fun, but, like, we had to make a stop in the city first for a couple days, and I was like, <laughs> eh, it's so dirty here, I could never I live here. never live so here. so crowded here. <laughs> And, like, in your mind, it's kind of like when you, I'm trying to think of something that you love to hate, and, like, New York for me was, like, I was just like, oh, I could never live here. Like, I like my life. And I, I would justify it and be like, oh, well, Atlanta's just like New York. It just doesn't have literally everything New York has. <laughs> yes. Seriously. And I was just thinking about all the other cities in the world, and Zay was living in D.C., so I thought maybe I'd move to D.C., but basically, as the months crept on, we were just like, wait, New York. Do we need to move here? Do we? Should we move here? It's <laughs> and we came, like you said, for the Poconos Mountain Weekend. That was so fun. Yeah. And um, we were like, maybe we're going to move to New York. Zay, uh, his job ended up moving him to New York. And so it became like a split decision over like a year of talking about it. But then it was like, okay, you got to move now. You got to move like ASAP. And I kind of just like made the jump. I told my work. I was like, look, I really love my gig, but I have to move to New York. I do not. I can't be in Minneapolis anymore. So if I could keep my job, that would be really awesome. If I can't, I totally understand. And we'll just like go separate ways and blessed be the lamb that they let me keep my job. So I have the same gig, um, just working from home here in the city. So holla. Which is super awesome. We're both super fortunate to work in, well, honestly, just work in fields and be skilled enough to be able to change. So I actually am working for a whole new company, um, and that's scary because it's like not only is it like new city, but it's like new job. So that'll be fun. Um, this week I'm kind of just chilling. This week, so I'm excited. And Leanna works from home, so we get to hang out a lot um, and record podcasts. So that's what we're doing right now. Um, and now 
Basically, what, what it was, do? I don't know, Last like, year, traveled? We, we traveled a ton. We literally, yeah. I went to Vietnam. That, that was, was like, so my jealous. highlight trip. It looked so fun, guys. It was so crazy, you guys. Oh. You must go to Vietnam. Everyone oh, is God. going to Thailand. That's, like, the thing. Nah, scratch that. Vietnam is, like, Num. basically the same vibe of, like, jungly, Jungle. Asian, but just so jungly much cool. Asian. Jungly <laughs> Asian country, but so cool and so much history there. People are really nice. The food is cool, and it is cheap. Like, literally so cheap. That's the thing about traveling is, like, you have to... If you can invest in, the in like, the flight, in the hotel, which even it doesn't have to be a hotel. If you can invest in the flight, usually getting to these countries, once you're there, you don't need to spend that much money. And that's why I love traveling. Tati literally went to, yeah. South like, 17 went to South different America. South American countries. <laughs> I went to South so. America twice, and I went to Aruba, which is uh, actually on Venezuela. So I went to South America, like, oh, three that's times. That's yeah. I literally have no idea where Aruba yeah. is. Aruba is actually, like, you can see Venezuela. It's, like, 30 minutes off of Venezuela. So, like, in the same way that people in New York go to the Hamptons, people in Venezuela who have money go to Aruba. Interesting. Yeah. So, I went to South America a lot. I went to um, Mexico. That Mexico is just such a nice... It's, like, a good family vacation place. Uh, yeah. You know, it's a good place to get together with family. But, anyways, we went to a lot of beautiful places, and then we ended up... You know, going to New York for Leona's birthday. And I yeah, visited. yeah, yeah. I had moved to New York. Yeah. So, Zay had transferred his job. I moved here first. And I, we were, I was like, oh, my gosh, Harlem. I live, like, two blocks away from my sister. And I was like, jokingly, during my birthday weekend when Tati was in town, I was like, so, Tati, you're going to move to New York? Like, my sister, actually, her roommate moved out. You should move with my sister. And we were <laughs> like, ha! But here I am, and I live with Leanna's sister now. So basically, <laughs> fast forward, and that's what happened. And basically, we all live together. It literally, like, it's such a cliche, but it really is like friends, because, like, you yes. all just hang out in one person's apartment all the yes. time. And that's what's happening. It's also only been four days, so I can't tell you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in, a in a month, I might not ever see Leanna, so who knows? <laughs> but for the past four days, we literally have hung out every single day. It has been so surreal. It feels like college again, where you're it just does. like, hey, come over. Seriously. And you could just, like, chill and... Gosh, it's so uh, much fun. Shout out we, to Monopoly Deal. We have played Monopoly <laughs> Deal every single night. Y'all, if Y'all, you do not, not... deals. Not deals. <laughs> Shout out if you know about Monopoly Deal. It's a card. Basically, oh Monopoly gosh. sucks, the board game, because you play it's for 17 long. hours. Monopoly Deal is a brief card game that has the same characters as Monopoly, but just like... The only way issue is that you're going to walk out of it and someone's going to be mad. It's so, very Let's just say that we got in a very... Heated, heated debate debate about, about Monopoly deal the other night in which there were relationship conflicts. You and your boyfriend briefly broke up. There was <laughs> there was a wrestling match between my boyfriend and Dogs I. Dogs thrown out windows. I mean, there's um, there's a lot. Somebody blacked out. Somebody somebody blacked out. I think out two people anger. blacked out. Um, it was like WWE and Monday Night Raw. Then we woke up the next morning and Zay was still debating still over the rules. He downloaded an Xbox version of Monopoly deals. Oh my god. So, but yeah, so that tells you guys how good this game is. We've it's just been having some good wholesome fun, just hanging out at each other's houses and and kicking it. So what. But now we're in New York City and Harlem specifically. Oh I love Harlem. I never, <sighs> you think of Harlem and you're like, oh, shady. Yeah, I honestly, I'm not gonna lie. When I heard about Harlem, I thought it was the hood. And for the most part, it is the hood, but it's also like literally it's a neighborhood. And that's what I like about it. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's for me, it's like this cool transition because I wanted to live in a part of the city that still had like, um, let's just say black people, black people and Latino people. I still wanted to live in a place where there was culture and like an identity. But then I also still wanted to, like, have the city vibe. So it's, like, a nice transition. Instead of, you know, a lot of people like to move to New York and they want to move to Brooklyn because they want to live like girls. And, like, the thing is, I don't want that. And it's far. 
And then also... Inexpensive, by the way, people... Inexpensive. And then people want to live on lower Manhattan, which is also very expensive, and it's super hustle-bustle. Whereas, like, Harlem, it's city vibe, but it's neighborhood vibe, and, like, there's space on the streets, and people know each other. It's awesome. Good food. Good food. And oh, it's so cool. Like, food. speaking of the culture aspect, like... I went to Target the other day, and this lady uh, was talking to me in Spanish. She... It's and, amazing. And it's so weird. They just assume it's and here's great. The, here's the thing. I'm from Miami. And so when you go to Miami, it's like being in a different country. Everybody speaks Spanish to you. And it's like completely, completely like cultured like that. Coming to international. Yeah. When you come to New York, you get the same. I And coming from Miami, every other city that I've lived in has been super bland. And I've been like, wow, nobody even like gets it. Nobody it's speaks Spanish. It's not multifaceted Spanish. either. It's, it's not. It's just black and white. Yes. Now we've got everything. And in Harlem specifically, you literally get people where you're speaking Spanish all the time, but you're also seeing black people. You're also seeing, like, all different types. And it's just so cool to me that it's literally a representation of, like, the world, I guess, and also what you like. And and for me, too, I like that it's just... It's out of my comfort zone. It's yes. like nothing. I've, I've never lived in a place like this. Literally, we, we saw a lady yesterday on oh the street. Oh, my God. <laughs> Girl, and we're going to see things, her again. Two things. Two New York City moments that we had yesterday walking oh home. Okay, we walked. First of all, we walked five miles. Yep. That's what I would say is the best part of New York, is being able to walk so much. It's yes. built-in exercise. Girl, these like, legs, though. I We walked five and a half miles yesterday. Fleek. Just on our way home from work. Yep. Or, from, once we take John Parker's off, we're going to be snatched. Literally snatched. <laughs> Spring <laughs> is coming, and we will be waist trained. Snatched. What waist? What waist? Where? Where? I can't find <laughs> it. Somebody put on my binoculars. I can't even see the waist. Where that? No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, okay, walking home from New York. From the, uh, whatever. We saw a lady just, like, literally, like, <laughs> laying in the sidewalk. Like, like, she looked dead. And there was a very concerned man who was on <laughs> calling, calling 911. Clearly not native to Harlem. Not to native that. to Harlem. And this <laughs> woman was clearly native to Harlem. And she was passed out on the ground. And all of a sudden, this man is calling. And Tati and I are like, oh, my God. Like, what's <laughs> happening? And all of a sudden, you hear somebody from, like, the, the, the apartment's, like, four floors up. And he's like, leave her alone. She's leave drunk. Leave her. She's drunk. <laughs> and then you see her other concerned elderly man friend say, get your ass up. You drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, so wow. Yeah. She's my that. next door neighbor. And I'm sure I'm going to see her a lot on the ground and you know maybe I'll help her up a couple times but uh I, I'm I just need to get used to that that that's what happens in in these cities and it's actually really sad that people are so drunk they're on the ground but you know very sad it's, but it's it was such as life that's New York man you really become a little bit callous to a lot of things like you yeah. just see so much I've noticed I, I smile a lot and like I think people don't like that mm-hmm. I'm no. like smiling walking down the street and people are but like but people aren't mean though I think that's no, a misconception people aren't mean all. they're just about their business no they're just like that. trying to get somewhere mm-hmm. because it's super crowded here and like it takes a long time to get places even though everything is so close it takes forever to get places yeah but I think um, overall New York although it's been just a few days for me I like that it's just out of my comfort zone and yes. I really had to push myself to do this it's like in the same way that, like, you decide that you want to go to a trainer because they're going to push you in a way that you can't push yourself, that yeah. is that is the way that New York City pushes you. Because it's like, you are a little fish in a big-ass pond. Yes. Here. You don't matter here. And you don't matter. And there's no way of getting, like, popping here because there's too many people. And if you pop, you. if you can make it, what is you, it? If damn. you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. You can make it anywhere. Concrete Seriously? jungle, where dreams are made of. What dream tomato? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but really, there's just like I feel like everybody in their life kind of like has to live in a big, mm-hmm. not even in a big city, but just live somewhere that you haven't lived your entire life. Yes, go somewhere do new. That, do that. Even do going that. to Minneapolis to me was like a huge experience because mm-hmm. like it wasn't a huge city, but it was different than Definitely anything I had experienced in my life. Exactly, and that was so healthy to be alone. Mm-hmm. Like to not be surrounded by like you your same friends, your family. Your That's family. something I was so dependent on my family for the past two years, and shout out to them. But like, I I need to do this really for for personal reasons. Was to just like learn to build a new circle. Uh, what's that called? A support system. A new support, a new support, support system. system. And that support system is is Lana me. and her sister so. and Zay. Oh and my god, we're gonna have a whole squad and our here. Cute puppy Brandy and Brandy, our baby puppy Brandy. She's so cute. But yeah, I think everybody kind of needs to like do that and like live outside their comfort zone. And I just feel like that's kind of like what your 20s is all about. Like being able to like just experiment with stuff and experiment while you're not tied down. Oh my gosh. God forbid you don't have kids, which is a lot of us and a lot of people do have kids. But if you're not tied down by something like that, then just just get out there. Because why not? That's the thing. Like, there's literally a whole world to live in. Like, I'm anxious about the fact that I'm probably never going to live outside of this country. Right. Let alone like you need to get out of your city. You need to get out of your hometown. You need to get out of the region. Get out (laughs) and go like try something new. Even if it's for a year, just to say you've done it, just to have experienced that. Because there's just so much life to live and so much to experience. But. Mm. I don't know. I just feel like that's kind of the vibe of your 20s. Mm-hmm. But then there also is, like, this pressure in your 20s to do something, like, fabulous, like moving to New York. Yeah, so I think the comparison trap that we fall into is thinking that, like, right out of school, you had to do some fabulous thing. You had to get, like, some swanky job. and In general, like, your, uh, like, 20s is sort of everybody's doing something different. And I tweeted about this the other day, and a bunch of people commented, and it was like... Basically, your 20s are a really complicated part of life because everybody is doing something different. Mm -hmm. In any other part of your life, say your teens, when you're in high school, everyone's on the same page. All of your peers are going to high school, maybe doing a sport, then they're graduating and they're going to college. Mm -hmm. In your 40s, everybody is pretty much married with kids or divorced or having a job or whatever. Any other part. But in your 20s, it is such a toss-up. You can be in school. You can be in grad school. You can be a CEO of a company. You could have kids. You can be married. You can be divorced in your 20s. I know people. You can be <laughs> completely single and, like, traveling the world. You can be living at home. Like, literally anything goes in your 20s. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest part is the comparison part. And not where, just that, but also the uncertainty of it. Like, yes. not just, like, the uncertainty of, like, okay, well, these are what other people do. But knowing, like, every decision that you're making in your 20s is, like, defining how your life is going to be. So it's, like, scary to think, like, yeah. oh, shit. What I'm doing or not doing, what I'm saving or not saving, what I'm seeing or not seeing, who I'm meeting or not meeting is, like, going to affect my life in 10 years. But I have no idea how. It's, like, it's like your your 20s are, like, an eight ball. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like shaking it, eight ball. And, and I feel like society <laughs> is, is, like told us that it's supposed to be the most wild and fun and exciting part of your life, but it's kind of not because it's that comparison of everybody's doing something different and you're looking at yourself like, is that what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I supposed to be in Thailand right now living for a year to teach for America just because I'm young and and single? Or should I be like having kids yet? Should I get married? How many stinking people are getting married right now? A lot. But I guess this is the time. Ooh, whoa, that's crazy. And that to me, being in a relationship, I've been in my relationship for four years. It's like... my Facebook timeline is telling me, like, oh, you should be married by now. But, like, I also like have Black friends. Mirror. I know, I know, I know, I know. But then I also have friends who, like, aren't, are completely single. And so I just, hey, I boys. feel like that's, I feel like that's <laughs> kind of, like, 
the really hard part about your 20s is this pressure to be, like, uh, I just, I guess it's comparison. There's a script. There's a script that people are supposed to follow, and especially in America, we just, like, have this script of what we're supposed to do. And I think, I don't know, I don't know how to tell people enough times, like, just don't be worrying about what other people are doing. But Do your own thing. There's no, there's nothing I can do to comfort people. All you can do is go out of the comfort zone. That is where you learn about yourself. And then that is when you learn what you want and what you don't want. Like, I think people need to spend a lot more time instead of, you know, we spend a lot of time on Instagram. Great. But you need to, like, spend time by yourself, whether it's, like, in the woods or in a city or in a bed, whatever. You need to figure out what it is that I want, not what I think should happen, but what is going to happen for me. And, and sorry, I sound like Yamla. <laughs> Yamla fix my But life. it's just, <laughs> I'm trying to fix y'all's lives. But just seriously, like, just, I, I, I even, like, I heard, we were at an event a couple months ago, and this girl talked about, she said, I'm trying to figure out what my side hustle is. And, like, that, we could open a whole other can of worms Oh, my gosh. About. Next but it's episode. Like, you don't need to figure that out. Like, that is if you want to do that. Like, you yeah. need to do... It's all about what you want to do because YOLO, Drake was right in 2011, YOLO, you only live once. So, like, live your life and not the Facebook's life for you. Yeah, and, you, and, so you're de- and what you're saying, it's like your definition of your best life. Your best life might be getting married at 21 mm-hmm. and having babies by 25. Which is cool. And that's completely fine. But, like, don't feel, like, FOMO when you see someone else in your timeline who's, like, in damn, you know, the Caribbean yeah. on a yacht every weekend because they're single and living single. up. Because that's what's so, so complicated. And mm. so it's a combination of social media and the time of our 20s and being, like, so completely free but so paralyzed by am I doing the right thing. And I think mm. you were kind of talking about it before where it's, like, you're, there's many life-defining moments that happen in your 20s, and you feel like you're holding the key to the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you start dating people, you're like, oh my gosh, is this going to be the person I marry and I'm going to be with till I'm 70? You know, like when you're forgetting your first job, you're like, oh my gosh, is this the job that I'm going to then... I don't know. It's right. just like, it's you're, you're just starting out in life. So it's really scary to take those first steps and be like... And you're still gathering the info. Like the thing is yeah. like your 20s... Your 20s is like you're still like we're going to look back in five years. Shit, in two years. You'll yes. be like, dang, I didn't know anything. Yes. So like that's also like we're our brain still doesn't have all the info yet. And it's funny because I we were just reading this article talking about like the best. What's the best age? to Yes. Be yes. I was just. OK, so um, shout out to Laura. I was sent this article about like what is the perfect age and like all these psychologists and stuff are doing studies asking surveying a bunch of people in ranging ages. What is their what do you consider like the ideal age in life? And majority of people like we're saying that the best age in life is actually like 50. So not that many people were saying that your 20s are, even though society and the movies are making it out like, oh my gosh, like 20s are the best times of your life. Actually, they're saying that the 20s are like the most confusing parts of your life because of what we just said. Like there's just so, there's so many anxieties about money and job Mm -hmm. and children and stuff like this. So this study is actually saying 50 is the best time of your life because you've, you're experienced enough, like you've gone through enough life to look back and be really knowledgeable, but you still have the second half of your life ahead of you. I know. I kind of wish like, you know, those Buzzfeed quizzes that like are like, tell us five things about your favorite candies and we'll tell you like mm-hmm. the guy you're going to marry. It, like, yeah, tell, yeah, yeah. like, I love those things and I wish there was just one that you could take like about your 20s and it's like, okay, we're going to tell you if you're married and kids by 29 or like if you can keep partying. Cause, yes. Like, that's, that's what I, that's what you want to know. You want to know like, 
you want validation for your decisions. Like you want to know like what you're doing is the right thing. But again, there is no right thing. And just like the article we just read, there is really no best age actually. Like, yes, they're saying 50, but then they also said like, all these people are so happy at other ages. And it's so crazy. Like you look at a baby and you're just like, gosh, you're so happy. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. But like that baby is like, dude, I have a poopy diaper 24 seven. <laughs> I want to wipe my own ass. <laughs> Everybody always wants what they can't have. Grass is always green. It's so true. Side. But this article is saying, okay, so here are a few numbers that they're saying that are the ideal times to do things in your life. So girl, I'm writing it down. Take it for what it's Let worth. me know. Okay, here we go. <laughs> the polls are in the best time to get married is age 28 to 32. That's so soon. That's so soon, but listen to this. Okay, listen to this. Waiting to wed reduces the odds of divorce by 11% a year. So that means the all you little people get married at 21, 22, and 23, right out of school, just saying. That's a high-risk marriage. That's high risk. And so every year that you wait, you're reducing your chance of divorce by 11%. But the study also says that waiting too long increases your chance by 5% annually. So all you men out there saying (laughs) you don't want to get married until 35. (laughs) Guess what? Guess what? You better marry me. (laughs) Where's my ring? Um, Okay, the best time to have children is before age of 32. But I think that's totally based on fertility. So these eggs... They are I just at their read, prime I, right now. I know they are, and you know what's scary, guys? One, people like just a few years ago were having kids at like thirteen, like our grandparents, and then two, also like now it's considered like a geriatric pregnancy after thirty six. Yet everybody I talk to is like, yeah, I want to have kids at like thirty five. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. what's the right age? Like, I think our bodies have to evolve. I think they are because right now I am tight. I am at perfect age, and your your body is like at peak. I think your body is actually at peak when you're like what you're saying. The like body's at eighteen peak? or something. But I'm okay, guys. This is my issue. We keep talking about these pregnancy bounce backs, and like my body needs to bounce into its oh best my god point. I I can't bounce back to what I am right now. Listen, I gotta, I gotta bounce, bounce in first. I, like, I'm not even at the snatched yet. So. I didn't even... I don't know what the before... I was not at the before. I'm not and even I'm definitely peaked. at the after, so. I'm at the after. Like, I, I gotta get to the before, before. before I get pregnant. <laughs> Otherwise, my after is gonna be extra after. <laughs> so, okay. The, I, what I'm surprised about... So, this says that the best age that to process information is 18 to 19. So, apparently... So, freshman year of college. Yeah, which is crazy because they thought that that was a year where you're just like, your brain isn't fully developed. And my brains were crap. But they're <laughs> saying that you're, at this age, you're superior at raw speed in processing information. That's amazing. That's I definitely amazing. understand. I mean, we're definitely speed readers. Think about how fast you're reading text messages when you're 18 and, like, responding. You're like... Yeah, you I know? guess you're just, like, energetic or something. Your brain is just it, on... It says, though, that the best all. age for bodybuilding is 25. Zay. Zay, come on. He's 26. Guys, let's build these bodies. Let's get these bodies right. 25. But what's kind of scary is that, like, if you peak at 25... Now, like, that's everything after that is, yeah, it's as good as it gets. Guys, that's that's the freaky thing. People, I, I know older people who always talk about, oh, my gosh, I wish I was your age. My body was so good. And I'm like, oh, my God, my body is not so good. And the I'm fact my that, age right now. Um, <laughs> the fact that I almost, like, caught myself getting forehead wrinkles oh my God. was extremely traumatizing. And I just turned 25. And the lady at Sephora told me that call it, you stop producing collagen, which is the stuff that makes your skin tight, at mm-hmm. age 25. So basically, I have reached peak. Girl, let's go to get that collagen. At, I, they have collagen at Costco, guys. 
Really? We need to buy the, They have it in a two-pack. Okay. FYI, I saw it, and it's expensive, but we'll split it. Okay, we will split it. That's Clutter, what we do now that we're neighbors. I'll bring it to your house. Skin, baby. So, yeah. So, basically, the study is saying that peak age is definitely, like, 50, and that nobody really wants to be in their 20s or 30s if they look back at it. Like, yeah, you had some wild times, but, like, ultimately, 50 is a uh, Because it's a shit Because 20s are a shit show. 20s are the defining decade, and they're a shit show, and there's no... Nothing is secure. That's that's scary. But you know what? It, I think we have we have our lives a little bit more secure. Maybe we don't actually. I lied. I don't I, have actually, anything secure. I, I have no, nothing, nothing is for certain. Nothing is for certain. Dude. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't even know what's gonna happen. All I, I know is that I live in New York now, and really, I could be the next person sitting on the stoop, drunk. You know, passed that might out. be me. I mean, I might not. That actually could be me. That could be me. Weekends. You could be the one yelling from the top apartment, being like, "Leave her ass." <laughs> that could be. Us. That could be us, like, in two days. Nothing is for certain. So, nothing After is for certain. After all these games of Monopoly deal, that might as well be me. Uh, you you could have just thrown me out the damn know. window. And we day. have a wine fridge in our house, so... Yeah. Yeah, so. it's about to get topsy-turvy-tipsy. So, so, yeah. Moral of the story, moral of the podcast, I guess we should just wrap it up, because we've got so much to discuss this season on... Dos Cocos Podcast. Dos Cocos we got to get into reviewing everything that we missed in 2017. I Celebrity know. tea. Oh my gosh. I cannot Girl, wait. It's piping. It's going to be good. We've missed a lot. And we got to talk about that. We've got to, there's just a lot coming up. So we'll so wrap this up tuned. here. Keep your eyes and your ears peeled. And um, we'll see you on the next